0: Broadcasting live from the Witherbloom campus on the Plain of Arcavios, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham. Joining me is Cameron. Hello. And Nelson. Hi there. And today on the show we're going to be talking about more Strixhaven, because that's what's happening right now. And some other stuff as well. We'll be talking about some little, some, some art whoopsies, I guess. One a little bit more of a whoopsie than the other. And, you know, whatever else comes to mind i suppose but first a reminder that the show is brought to you by card kingdom do please check out cardkingdom.com slash lrr great place to buy your cards pre-order your strixhaven right now i went to pre-order a box and then i remember they can't ship sealed product outside of the u.s but if you live in the u.s you can pre-order a box and i can just pre-order the singles that i want from the mystical archive so i got Mm -hmm. that going for me which is nice and of course you can let them know that we sent you and you'll get a little one inch button and i think we're still on mute but it's on the bubble it could be any day now so i don't want to make any promises about what (laughs) what button you're gonna get you'll get a button you'll get a button for sure and our show and everything that we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run thank you always let's start with the art stuff actually so big kind of you know as 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 big as these things get you know so buzzing on social media last week scandal oh yeah. drama yeah the shade of it all yeah i mean hmm. to be fair this is like really bad i don't want to downplay artistic plagiarism but you know it's just like everything gets cranked up to an absolute 11 on magic twitter and it's very exhausting
1: Yeah, I don't want to downplay any wrongdoing of any kind, but I also don't want to downplay how excited everyone gets about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's very true. I think people were just happy to have something that everyone agreed on, which is rare. (laughs) so basically uh, james says it's magic's boat in the suez canal and something everyone can get on the same side of yes yeah (laughs) nice work james nice work good job james yeah so an artist on twitter who has posted work on deviant art and who has previously tried to apply at wizards put up a video showing a comparison between a piece of nickel Bolas fan art that they did and the japanese art for crux of fate for the mystical archive i think it's just the regular Crux of Fate. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, of course. English Mystical Archives Crux of Fate. Yes. Yeah. And basically showing that while the body position is a little different, it's essentially a trace of this person's Nickelbolas, like head and arm and everything. And then once that was brought up, then people realized that the Ugin that this Nickelbolas is facing off of is essentially from Raymond Swandland's actual magic card art of Nickelbolas, with like the wings changed and things were sort of moved around. And it was really really weird because the artist is Jason Felix who's been working for Magic for a decade and by all accounts and boy did people look into it after this accusation was made has never done something like this before like you look at all of his previous artwork and there's no sort of examples of this and people use artistic reference certainly but this was a little more than just reference and it was this is bad I mean this was basically just basically just tracing which is not not okay and we were sort of talking about it and going the only the only thing that i can imagine which is not an excuse is that jason felix was up on a mad deadline and just basically took the easy way because was under a lot of pressure which is not an excuse but that's the only way that i can imagine that someone who's done dozens of magic cards over a decade would suddenly make this kind of massive f up and apparently that's that's what it was mm-hmm. he posted to his twitter a couple days late cool because magic posted first they're like we've they have an official statement right yeah, yeah like well the official statement was basically the only a statement that they could have made which is like we're aware of it and we're looking into it so we'll get back to you which is fine and then jason felix posted essentially what i just said which was like i was under a lot of pressure and i did this and i shouldn't have and i've never done it before and i massively screwed up and i'm contacting these artists and i apologized to them personally before making this statement and the money i received will be going to them and i'm sorry and i hope you forgive me and that you know so that was the that was the entirety of that drama i it remains to be seen if wizards continues to work with him because that's 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 not like the the apology was was a very good apology for a very bad thing for an artist to do, and I don't know if that's something one can recover from professionally.
2: Yeah, I mean, generally, I like I like their or I like his work. So
1: super prolific artist too, right? Like mm-hmm. almost two hundred paintings or something. Yeah, I'd I'd
2: like to see more work from the the artist who was plagiarized. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sweet picture of Nicol Bolas, right? Yeah. Pretty cool dragon. Yeah. Cool dragon. I i want to agree like i think
1: that professionally it's plagiarism is really bad like it should be pretty damning but on the other hand if wizards wants to draw a line we're like you know you can cheat and we'll give you a suspension to come back but like if you're abusive to other humans like you're out and you're gone for good and i'd be okay with that too if they want to like have that as their rule for artists um fine with it
0: yeah yeah and that that remains to be seen if if that's going to be the angle that they take on it presumably jason felix will have are already been working on stuff for future sets and wizard's hasn't said it one way or another what's going to happen going forward but yeah i guess
1: i guess we shall see even the most eg- like egregious cheat well not the most egregious but there's plenty of cheating you can do that results in not a lifetime ban of playing magic cards so you know like we there is sort of room at least in the rules for rehabilitation like mm-hmm. the, the idea that you will not always be cheating right mm. right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 neat like every time the the cheating I, i'm looking at these two things is kind of the same I, I hope that's kind of a clean analogy for everybody i know it's not exactly the same thing but in my mind i I don't see much difference between like the story of jason felix and the story of well i I don't want to compare any other cheater in magic but like someone who cheated at cards like it does seem like the same kind of thing where well this is you know i could win by trying hard and continuing to go to tournaments and like waiting patiently for my shot or i can just like try to hurry it up and cheat right and like he was also low on time so i see some similarities there anyways if there's allowed to be room to grow past this kind of mistake then I, i think there should be i think our society in general is not great at figuring out what you're supposed to do once you've caught someone and you want to punish them or you want to like, you know, acknowledge that their thing that they did is bad. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 can exile them permanently. And that's kind of the only like clean way to satisfy,
2: you know, our desire for punishment or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I just hope that we're able to like, yeah, rehabilitate <laughs> or come back from from this problem. Yeah. I like the idea of the, the artist who did the work getting paid. That's yeah. Sweet. I think that's probably yeah. yeah, that's pretty equitable. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, they, they get a nice fat paycheck from this. And I don't know, maybe maybe also so we have a look at or wizards has a look into what kind of expectations they have of artists and avoid hopefully nobody else gets pinched like this yeah yeah like was is it maybe a case where like
1: jason felix has been doing art for wizards for so long and like maybe has multiple bosses or whatever and has to work for like a bunch of different people producing a bunch of different sets and they're all like get me the art tomorrow like yeah i I
0: have no idea what these people's lives are like Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know either the the other (laughs) frankly much more entertaining art sort of whoopsie of the week (laughs) is Is regarding art on two of the Japanese mystical archive cards, specifically Ephemerate and Memory Lapse. And they're both by the same artist, Mm. Yumiko, and they're a very similar style because it's the same artist. And it turns out that the art has been swapped by accident. And if you look at them in a vacuum side by side, you can sort of imagine how easy that would be because they're both very similar in subject it's like very ethereal looking women in a traditional sort of painterly style you note that the art that should be on memory lapse has a woman pouring through pages of a of a book and that sort of maybe relates a little more to the memory lapse than ephemerate which is much more sort of like a like a dance or a spell cast or whatever yeah but if you look at the memory lapse Art. what was intended to be the memory lapse art on the japanese mystical archive and the memory lapse art on the english language mystical archive that's when you realize oh these are the same this is the same art brief it's a woman with her blue hair going up into the sky looking through pages of a book yeah right yes you're absolutely right that's neat. I hadn't put that together yet. Yeah, I only just noticed that yesterday. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Because I was, for, for a time, I was like, I don't know if they needed to say this. They probably could have gotten away with it. But it, yeah. it turns out it was the artist on, on Twitter that was like, oh, no. Right. What? What happened? They, you know, they noticed. They were like, they did the wrong one on the wrong. Uh oh! And then, so yeah, basically, Wizards was just like, I, we, we screwed this up. Sorry. And then I think that they said that the cards on Arena, like the digital versions, will just to avoid further confusion, will reflect their paper printings. I, I like that. I think that's fine. Yeah, but this is just a like a a clerical error, right? This was just like, yep, got the two pieces of art from this one artist. One's for Ephemerate. One's for Memory Lapse. Those look good. We're done
1: yep (laughs) yeah i mean probably partly like so you know it's a clerical error but normally the you know the clerics or whatever at at watsi are are pretty strong about these kind of moves like they have a great reputation for not doing any kind of printing mess-ups or typographical errors most of the time yeah and this was a big project and you know probably there's other people besides jason felix who are just like working to the bone lately you know trying to make sure hasbro makes as much money as humanly possible every day (laughs) yeah um and just like churning out the best products they can and like so many products a year so like probably it's there's something in common you know it wasn't someone cheating maybe but it was someone possibly like not having enough time to double check things as much as they normally would Mm -hmm. i mean you still get gorgeous art on your cards yeah (laughs) It's not not a terribly impactful problem i suppose there was speaking of typographical errors. actually there was one more i don't know if we I don't think we talked about it last week because i think the preview just happened since our last recording the card the conductor of the Strixhaven symphony oh yeah oh, zafi thunder conductor zafi thunder conductor has their name accidentally written as thunder conduit or something inside the text of their own card right like the thunder collector thunder collector yeah that's right so there's a little bit of a lack of you know format
0: consistency or whatever you want to call right. it right cool. yeah because the card is zafi thunder conductor but then the rules box says if that spells mana value is 10 or greater zapphi thunder collector deals 10 damage to an opponent chosen at random
1: yeah so to me like both these mistakes kind of say like oh there's just a lot of magic cards being produced this year like maybe they need to hire more people or something yeah
2: Mm -hmm. you know it's
0: It's neat that they came, both these mistakes happened in the same set. Yeah, Thunder Collector, definitely not nearly as good of a card name as Thunder Conductor. Also, it doesn't make sense. I wonder what happened there. I wonder if that was just like someone was like, yep, yep, Conductor, and they were writing it down and just wrote Collector because it's a more common word.
1: The tweet reply I saw was, damn it, autocorrect. (laughs) Yeah like that that could have been it honestly right like how do these cards get made it's not like someone like pens out like that's not like cursive on the bottom right like there's a text box you type i mean a magic
0: card would just be absolutely riddled with red wibbly underlines for all the like not real words there's no way they rely on an autocorrect well i just meant there's probably one embedded in
1: whatever thing like i'm sure they don't rely on it like they are they do double check their their text before they right. send them out to print it's just you know yeah this one sneaked by
0: i had forgotten about that yeah thanks for mentioning
1: yeah no worries it's just been a lot of that also the boat got unstuck you know we mentioned the boat (laughs) so so that was just
0: this weekend news was like
1: (laughs) funny accidents that are kind of impactful
0: man cam was bummed that they got that thing unstuck
1: yeah capitalism continues cam sorry
0: yeah i mean it was it was
2: nice to have a unified purpose with all of humanity Yes. standing around hitting refresh being like yeah boats boats stuck (laughs) man that thing's really in there yeah I don't I don't know how you got that in there, but it's 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 up there.
0: What's that little guy in the backhoe
2: doing? What's he doing? What does he think he's doing? Dude, I just wanted one photo of the dude with the excavator having lunch. Just sitting yeah. on the excavator with like, you know, a sandwich and a thermos, being like, I, I get my fifteen. Yep. <laughs> This is union mandated. Yeah. I got my 15. I don't I don't know what to tell you. Man's got to eat. Uh. Or,
1: or woman, whoever's there. Person's got to eat. Along that lines, it would have been great to see. They're like driving this excavator, like over the sand dunes of Egypt or whatever. And they like haven't seen what the job is or whatever. They're just like, OK, the coordinates are just a little further ahead. And then they see it's like, you know, this massive boat, like all the way into the side of the canal. And then they just get to have a little like narcos moment. Sorry. What's the, you know, the, the meme with the, just like the sad drug kingpin? Oh, standing around, staring off into the middle distance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just standing, looking down 10 feet in front of themselves or like sitting on a bench by themselves. Yeah. It's like, oh, I have to do all this digging. Also, in one like news video, I watched someone called it a bulldozer and I was just like, oh, if you have a three year old son, like, you know, that's an Ooh.
2: excavator. That's not a bulldozer. Yeah. i not going to let you like get away with that. Yeah. You don't go into a toy store and ask for, a, you know, r- the wrong kind of Tonka truck. Yeah. <laughs> Just not done. Just not how it's done.
0: I, I I could I could keep talking about the ever given block in the Suez Canal for ages, but I guess we should talk about magic. Sure. Okay. <laughs>
1: Sorry, Cam. Can I- can I briefly, I wasn't. I didn't tell you I was going to do this, can I briefly check in? It's week two of M- Mobile Arena now. Yeah. And I have noticed a bug. Sometimes I just can't pass priority. Oh, I have had no issues. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's my device. I have been like, you know, bootlegging this thing on like an iPhone that they tell you isn't good enough, but seems <laughs> to run fine almost all the time. And then sometimes I want to attack and it's like, mm, no, you're not. You just have to pass the
0: turn. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> Magic the Gathering on hard mode. I feel like that. Well, I played, I mean, I played, magic online for the first time in a very long time on stream not that i played it for the first time on stream in a while i've played it for the first time ever and at that moment happened to be on stream and let me tell you boy rusty a little bit i definitely passed through my attack step twice nice yeah just just like zoop right through because i was waiting for i don't know waiting for the cards to light up or something like i I don't know what <laughs> cue I was waiting for to tell me I was in the right step of the turn, but I was just like, whoop, right through. Still won the match, but like, ugh, that was, that was rough. There was a big, it was not an arena outage. This was not arena's fault, though, you know, our listeners might assume that it was just a big arena problem, but it was in the middle of the stream last week while we were playing the, um, April Fool's Day magic, right? Yeah. We were playing the very, very silly new historic format, which I guess we've talked about that briefly. Yeah. I mean, it's already gone, but, you know, we could mention it, but Mike azure which is the big microsoft cloud service which which is what hosts arena that was having a huge outage which is a much 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 bigger problem than than arena mm. but for myself and the viewers of lrrmtg it was mostly just like what's happening with arena <laughs> and then like 20 minutes later someone in chat was like oh it's much bigger than arena so we switched to magic online and played the nega cube oh which is a lower power it's a, like it's it's marketed as a lower powered cube it's not like some people in chat were like the strictly worst cube and it's not it's not that we had very different plans for what the strictly worst cube was but this was just like you know it's not an absolutely busted cube but we did draft a very good red white equipment deck so that was nice but the yeah the 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 new historic was the sort of april fools thing that that arena did and i i love it they were like here's an event it's here for today it's free to enter if you get one win you get a hundred experience so like there's no stakes there's no cost it's just it's just goofus and it was minimum 40 card deck as many copies of a card as you want cool and watching the meta develop over the course of the day just over like such a small time scale was was fascinating the first deck that we played on stream was 110 copies of creeping chill 90 copies of stitcher's supplier and 50 swamps so you play the stitcher supplier and you mill three cards and you try to hit as many creeping chills as you can and then When they get milled, then you can exile them to drain your opponent for three. So you just do that. Other popular decks we encountered over the course of the day, the 250 card, nothing but Ruin Crabs, Islands, and Fabled Passages. Nice. Okay. I feel like that loses to the creeping chills. That deck's really good against anyone playing a 40 card deck, which is why most people were playing like 250 card decks. Because once it's like, I just want to have land and copies of this card, you can just increase those ratios. yeah (laughs) right right
1: right your mulligans are supposed to get worse but you know arena helps with that a bit
0: yeah we played one deck that was it was actually a 40 card deck it was nothing but mountains ornithopters one copy of tybalt's trickery and one copy of ulamog and you just mulligan aggressively until you get the Tybalt's Trickery in your opening hand. We had to mull to four, but then we had the perfect hand, which was Mountain Mountain Ornithopter Trickery. Nice, so you ulamog on turn two? Yeah, on turn two, you just counter your own Ornithopter and put Ulamog into play. And because Tybalt's Trickery lets you cast the card, you get the Ulamog cast trigger, where you can blow up the two lands your opponent has in play. (laughs) Oh pretty sweet. Yeah. So there was there was there was that deck. We played Javier's Wild Ride, which was oh, nice. just a bunch of copies of the Javier Dominguez A Fervent Knight, the one one haste first strike. When it attacks, it pumps other knights that are also attacking. Just that and cavalcade of calamity that pings your opponent whenever you deal whenever you attack with a creature of a power one or less. I'm glad we found a name for this deck. Yeah. I called it Knights to Meet You, but chat very quickly <laughs> um coalesced on javier's wild ride. i mean i was having fun naming these decks like that first deck the creeping chill deck i just called hell like oh right <laughs> yeah i mm-hmm. was just naming mm-hmm. these decks terrible things what else did we see that day there was some really interesting stuff nelly what was the uh, the Runed halo one that you did that deck was miserable
1: yeah so i just i i also played creeping chill stitch supplier first i saw uh tweet from i want to say one of the scg judges or something i saw one from runway go back okay that i saw i think i saw a different one but people yeah. converged on this deck anyway so i tried swamp creeping chill stitch supplier, and i immediately lost my first game to Runed halo i think i lost i lost like six or seven of these games before i won one i like really had to put my head down so i, I remember losing to Runed halo i lost a goose oko just like and pathway also with the supplier deck because they were just a little faster than i was it's also i mean the supplier chill deck you're you have to roll the dice a bit right and then eventually i built just after playing against another rune halo i pretty much copied i want to say 10 halos 13 lost legacies and two Gaia's blessings and 15 godless shrines so the gayest blessing is just like in case they aggressively mill you out you have a chance to to get back in it won't work if they play the ley line and then the halo obviously is to stop what they're doing rune halo just gives you protection from one card and then lost legacy is deck destruction so a bunch of a bunch of people i think were doing that kind of thing they're in the chat when i was watching your streams like everyone was calling for necromentia. so destroying your opponent's deck is pretty good if their deck only has three different card names in it
0: right yeah definitely the most demoralizing deck we played over the course of the whole day was a deck that was full of nothing but copies of thought Seize and meddling mage oh right yeah so you just thought Seize them on your first turn and then like you play all the dual lands that make this work and then on your next turn you play meddling mage and name whatever you saw in their hand so like we played against the tybalt's trickery deck looked at their hand they were playing ugin's conjurance instead of ornithopter in case they needed to actually like win with damage so we took the Yugen's conjurant and then we played meddling mage and named tybalt's trickery and then they spent a lot of time i think trying to cast spells okay until they realized what meddling mage did and then yeah then we just killed them by attacking with with meddling mage <laughs> with chris bakula yeah exactly <laughs> that sounds miserable yeah yeah i didn't i didn't feel good about it but i think i was cackling the entire time so you know it was hard to tell that i didn't feel good about it
2: (laughs) so like
1: yeah we we came down this format did honestly feel like it shook down to being like lost legacy thought season meddling mage are kind of the most important cards with like an important nod to ruined halo and like maybe leyline of the void and that's like kind of an interesting fact about arena when you let everyone loose to just play any of the cards that are on them being proactive is wrong like unless you're just proactive actively stopping your opponent like the cards that are on arena right now they don't add up to like there's some sort of channel fireball i win turn one deck it's just you know attack your opponent's strategy like just just play defense that's the most powerful thing you can do so i don't know that's surprised me i guess but it it says something about which cards are available right like you know you you can't can't put 10 black
0: lotuses in your deck like you might be able to if this was the same challenge but on moto speaking of invitational cards as we've mentioned two of them very recently. There's a brand new World Champion Invitational card that was revealed at the Caldheim Championships over the weekend. Did you, actually did either of you watch any of the uh, any of the coverage of the Caldheim Championships? I did. I did not. It was nice to to see magic coverage again like obviously they've been doing stuff before and i but i it's it's been it's been a while since i've watched one i think they did a really good job of getting the word out that this was even happening which was nice but yeah this is because this was essentially a pro tour and it was you know good good gameplay there was a variety of decks i know that some people were really down on one or two you know one or two deck builds that are in the meta at the moment but the top eight had a variety of of stuff i mostly watched the top eight and it it was fun it was good
1: it was good magic yeah i I definitely think the games can still be pretty interesting and close between the the best decks in the metagame oftentimes at this point in the format people are a little down because it's like okay yeah there's a few decks you can play but there's not really any room left for innovation it's hard to like kind of break out of any of the channels that have been dug for this metagame because these you know the red green deck and the blue black rogue deck and the sultai ultimatum deck are all so good you know trying to find a new corner if you're still trying to innovate before any new cards show up is tough. But yeah, I thought the games were pretty good. I liked getting to watch, you know, spoiler or whatever if you're gonna watch it later meet me but uh, in the quarterfinals or the the lower bracket quarterfinals or something there's a match between shahar shenhar and i can't say a big gregor shawalski oh, yeah, yeah budakov right I, I believe on on moto fantastic players both of them obviously top of the game but shahar's something about his client like broke repeatedly yeah. i don't know what the error was exactly but anyways they had to play like a best of five like two times they were like okay well this match this game's almost done but we have to start it again
0: Yeah. So what happened was the first time because I was I was watching as well. And I I mean, I'm in a position as are you two both where we've dealt with Twitch chat before. And boy, this was quite an experience watching the chat room for this. So I I didn't watch all of it. Yeah. (laughs) There's a button to put it to the right if you don't know. You can just put it to the side. They had played game one and Kowalski was up a game and they were playing game two. And it was essentially the end game of that game. Kowalski had played Saltai Ultimatum and Shahar was choosing which card to put back in the deck and which two cards he would get. And his client crashed so on kowalski's end shahar timed out and the client auto picked and it gave him the i think it was the tibolt that he needed to to win the game so chat was like oh very convenient he was about to lose the game and his client crashed and it's like no he wasn't about to lose the game because if he had actually selected the card that's the card he would not have selected to give to him because he knows how to play the game so actually shahar was about to win that game (laughs) Like it was it was very, very silly watching people be like, oh, just as he's about to lose. No, no. The only reason that he lost the game is because his client crashed and he timed out of picking that card and the tournament organizers were able to confirm that because Shahar was communicating with them and on webcam the entire time that it wasn't like someone pulled the plug out of the router. They could see his screen and the client just failed out of the game and went right back to the main menu. So they were like, so that sucks, but the only way that we can fix this and maintain tournament integrity, like we can't be like, well, you probably would have won. They needed to, you know, redo the Mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. So they, so they did that again. They played through all of game two and Shahar won game two. And then they realized that through human error in remaking the match, they had incorrectly given both players their pre sideboarded decks not the sideboard choices that they had both made for game two.
1: Oh no right okay I, th- I thought i'd heard it was only one of the players but yeah
0: maybe it was both of them or maybe it was one of them i'm not sure i want to confirm human error yeah they finished game two and then were like we need to do game two again because yeah because it was like sorry this one's this one's a human error and so it, it was it, you know it was it was rough. I, I'm sure someone was pulling their hair out. I I tweeted from the LRRMTG account. I was like, look, if you're just looking at the EV of watching two great players play Magic against one another, this is just a strictly value.
1: All these games were good. They're like <laughs> yeah, like the everyone played Magic so well <laughs> yeah. for so long.
0: <laughs> so yeah, it's. I think Shahar tweeted afterwards. You know, extremely tilted. But oh, yeah, but not remotely at my opponent, you know, like because eventually Shahar would lose the best of three because it was at the end of it, best of three. And so Kowalski uh, went on. And so he was like, you know, not not his fault. He played well. Good luck to him and the rest. Man, that
1: sucks. Yeah, yeah. I'm still trying to get my head around this first crash. So Because I thought I I didn't realize that the client was crashing. And I thought Shahar was just in a kind of miserable spot against the first ultimatum. And it's like. Do you give them the time walk with two birds and the 6-6, six, six, or do you give them the the you know the two threats, but then you get to untap?
0: I honestly don't remember the specifics of the gameplay, but I remember that it was really tight either way, and this was yeah. Kowalski's basically last ditch. And as long as Shenhar didn't give him the tibolt, right, then he had a path to victory, because Kowalski would have been tapped out at that point.
1: Yeah, so Kowalski gets to, like, make two birds, take another turn, have a 6-6 six, six haste trample. So, like, probably get in for 14, but maybe Shahar had the the life points to survive the 14 damage. And as long as Kowalski can't gain any more life, then Kowalski dies to the Clothis trigger on Shahar's upkeep. Yeah. But Tybalt prevents that in combination with the, like, you know, snake monster, what's the Praetor called? A Vorinclex. Yeah, Vorinclex. Doubling the counters on Tybalt allows Tybalt to immediately exile Graveyard, removing a fuel for Clothis. So, yeah. Yeah, fascinating stuff. And the commentary was great. Great. Like uh, you know, our friend Ailey crushing it in the booth and Amani Davuti from British Columbia doing a great job commenting in there. Riley always hilarious. Sorry if I'm forgetting anyone else. There's more casters on that team, but
0: those were the people I saw. Well, they had Marshall and Paul Cheon doing the the booth, right? Or... yeah, they were the other they were the other booth team. And then yeah, Maria Cedric and Riley were the news desk. Awesome. If I recall correctly. Yeah, everyone did a great job. I was referencing the championships because it was during, that's it, it was during the coverage that they also revealed Paulo Vitor Damo Rosa's world championship card. Oh, right. This has been a tangent. Which is in Strixhaven. Yeah, that whole thing was a tangent. I forgot about that. Anyway, he won the World Championships a couple years ago, and now we get to see PVDDRs. I, I mean, I guess they're not Invitational cards anymore because they're not from the Invitational. That's what I've been calling them now. It's the World Championship card. But anyway, we get to see him on a Magic card, and it's 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 pretty interesting. So it's called Elite Spellbinder, and you can see PVDDR there on the card in the art by Ryan Pancos. It is two and a white for a 3-1 flank. Human Cleric. When Elite Spellbinder enters the battlefield, look at target opponent's hand. You may exile a non-land card from it. For as long as that card remains exiled, its owner may cast it, but a spell cast this way costs two more to cast. So you can delay them a piece of their puzzle.
1: I just want to correct that it says for as long as that card remains exiled, its owner, its owner may play it. So I'm wondering if... Oh, right. So you could
0: do land. Yes.
1: Yeah. Can you take oh. a spike field hazard and may, maybe they're still allowed to play the land? I assume so. On the other side, because you're not allowed to take a land, but maybe you can take a land slash spell and then maybe oh, yeah. the will still allow you to play the backside because it just says may play it yeah so look forward to the 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 oracle faq on that i'm sure it'll come out as soon as the set drops to answer that question but i i think this is a really cool card The really yeah. neat effect in white right mm-hmm. yeah no this is this is this is cool it's aggressively costed kind of i mean 3-1 flying for three it's solid it doesn't have flash obviously but it's you know otherwise
0: we, we've we seen a lot of 3-1 flyers for three they'd get, get played a lot they joked about that in the video a lot because they showed paulo the hard to like get his input on it and and i I don't think they changed much but i I, they might have tweaked it slightly based on his feedback but he he was really like but could it have flash and they were like no that's too good (laughs) sorry Hmm." yeah i mean this effect i mean it feels a lot like vendillion
1: click right you sort of disrupt their plan take a look at their hand and have a really solid body that can do some some beating worth noting the trigger doesn't care about the, the creature you know like the the trigger is going to work whether you kill the creature in response or not mm-hmm. or whenever the creature dies the card's just still staying in exile
0: yeah the card is still going away and can and can still be cast yeah
1: yeah and also works, a lot, a lot of people are quick to point this out on Twitter, works really well with blink effects, right? Because that, Yep. because the trigger doesn't care about the card, you can just like, you know, keep keep flip, flickering this guy in and out of play and maybe, you know, jam all of their cards into exile tax land.
2: I I like it. I think it's a cool card. Yeah, yeah definitely.
0: What else have we seen from Strixhaven popping up in the past week that we haven't talked about? Actually, I've seen a lot of, a lot of good puns. I don't even know if they're puns, but like school references, like there's a... There's a troll druid called the Honor Troll. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I liked a Hall Monitor. Oh, my God. Hall Monitor is the best joke in the set. Easily. Easily. I haven't seen this one yet. Is it a construct or something? No, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a lizard. It's a monitor lizard. Oh, monitor lizard. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. What does it even do? Where is it? I got to find it.
1: There's a fantastic lorehold hold removal spell that'll probably get played in various formats for a while, I suspect. It's called Rip Apart oh, yeah. for one red and one white sorcery either three damage to target creature planeswalker, or destroy a target artifact or enchantment
0: so i mean it's a
1: sorcery but hmm. that is a lot of different things yeah you can
0: do oh here we go hall monitor one one lizard shaman for one red with haste and then one in red and tap target creature can't block this turn cool with the flavor text no one authorized summoning no writing in the library books and absolutely no indoor dueling
2: hmm <laughs> I don't know. I'm just excited to build something that uses new Liliana and Bolus's Citadel. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. What, remind me what
0: Professor Onyx reads. What's what's the interaction here?
2: Professor Onyx has a static ability, okay. Magecraft. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, target opponent loses two life, you gain two life. Ooh. So Bolus's Citadel, you play with the top card of your library revealed, and you can cast those spells.
0: Oh, very nice.
2: So you just need some way of getting rid of land. That's good. Yeah yeah i mean it probably it's incredibly vulnerable to all kinds of disruption but i desire it i like that a lot it's a a plan for a deck that you know when you win you really win yeah yeah all i need to do is land two six drops Mm -hmm.
1: right and then untap with them yeah but the the second one could cost six life instead if you do
0: it just right you know yeah 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 you're right yeah there's there's ways we're learning a lot more about the plane of Arcavios too like who who are these multi armed lads? The Archaics. There's a lesson, teachings of the Archaics. Did we talk about this last week? I don't think so. No. Okay. A lot. There were a lot of previews this week. It's this enormous being with two legs and six arms and a a head with no eyes and it says mages seek out the ancient beings known as the archaics for their boundless knowledge of history and magic dispensed only in cryptic metaphors what is this plane
2: yeah yeah like also mage hunters onslaught excuse me yeah that seems not great yeah mage hunters onslaught two and two black sorcery destroy target creature planeswalker whenever a creature blocks its turn its controller loses one life it's a common right it's you know black removal and it has zerglings attacking (laughs) attacking strixhaven oh no so i'm like well what's going on in this card yeah why is there a creature called a
1: mage hunter on the plane with the wizard school like i don't want to send my kids across the multiverse to this
0: dangerous place oh i think they're much more likely to blow themselves up or get biffed by a prismari spell gone wild than they are to (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah. Statistically, relatively few students are eviscerated in the quad by mage hunters. <laughs> all right, all right. I've calmed down. How much are the first
0: se- uh, semester's fees again? I like this one too. Kelpie guide. It's just a 2-2 a for two and a blue. Tap to untap another permanent you control. And then a separate ability that is tap to tap a permanent, but you can only activate that one if you control eight or more lands. What an odd thing. The flavor text is Kelpies are drawn to paradoxes, making them ideal companions for Quandrix mages. Nice. Which is like the fact that there's a creature on this plane that is naturally drawn to paradoxes means there's a bunch of paradoxes around? Yeah, that implies the existence of of like paradoxes. Yeah.
2: Right, that's actually kind of very destiny like. Yeah. Right? Like the wish dragons that feed on the difference between what is and what isn't. Right yeah right that implies that implies an existence of those gradients
0: Mm -hmm. oh i also love this this creature called the eye twitch Mm -hmm. it's it's a one one flying for a single black creature type eye bat (laughs) it's just a bat with an enormous eye for a face i think there's only two other eye creatures in magic the evil eye of Erborg and the evil eye of alms which is i just love that but i i i really like the way that this rules line is written when i twitch dies learn <laughs> <laughs> yep is like like an imperative right like i assume it's like a reference to like dissecting it they they mentioned that yeah that it's a potion ingredient right mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. just like this creature dies and you will learn from it <laughs> there is also an an eye creature in
1: unstable
2: all right. also that isn't an eye for its face look closer oh no that's it's, its mouth no cameron why why do i know this now because i know this and therefore i had to share it oh no i need to look
1: okay while we're on gross one mana one black mana things there's also unwilling ingredient which is like a frog that looks like a blobfish oh it's that's that's one of the uh, the pests oh, <laughs> right yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's a one-one menace for one creature type frog, and then for three, you can three mana you can exile it from your graveyard to draw a card and lose a life. So k- kind of a decent little playable sort of like you know it can replace itself. Maybe not quite as good as Foulmire Knight. Like Death Touch is a lot more exciting on this kind of a card than than Menace, I think. But still,
2: I mean, I do kind of like Menace as a flavor thing on this, where people are just like, oh God, what is no, <laughs> yeah, what put it back that? in the pot, no. <laughs> oh what is that what what is no i'm not touching it why is it like that it's basically like if if you've ever seen the chris fleming sketch depiglio Mm, afraid (laughs) not oh it's 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 very good but there's this like puppet thing called depiglio and it's running
0: at him oh yes i have seen that what a horrifying thing yeah it's very good yeah
1: the eight or more lands stipulation comes up on a few different cards i think maybe it's like a quandrix it seems to be like Zamon has it. Yeah, sort of a ability or you know, I'm not sure what to call it. I guess just like a sub theme enhanced ability. Yeah, sub theme. Yeah, there. I'm looking at Scurid Colony, one generic kind of green for a two, two reach squirrel that gets plus two, plus two if you have eight or more lands. I like the idea of squirrels with reach. You know, it's like they can climb to the top of the trees. It's fine. They can just get above the dragons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the dragon like swoops in and the squirrel's like, you're going to have to come through me first. Speaking of dragons, like just next to this card in Scryfall is a four, four legendary elder dragon, Belladros Witherbloom. Yeah so i love the idea if you have a scurrid colony in eight lands you can just block like, that's cool these scurrids can take out this elder dragon i'm <laughs> um, sorry very very old ember cool joke there that i still find cute but yeah belladross actually looks like a pretty sweet card seven mana five generic and, and a green black for a four four flying at the beginning of each upkeep create a one one pest creature token with when this dies you gain a life and pay 10 life untap all lands you control do that only once each turn so that's kind of kind of sweet. I don't know. Maybe this is grizzle brand. Yeah. I mean, it's
2: it's pretty cool. It has possibilities. Yeah.
0: So I like that there's clearly a lot of drama going on in like the main plot. I'm I'm just putting it together now from like there's a card called Professor's Warning, which is a single black mana instant. You can put a plus and plus one counter on a creature or give a creature indestructible. That's irrelevant. The flavor text is Professor Oryx urged the twins to prepare for the Dark Mage Extus, sounding very much like someone familiar with the rise of tyrants. And Professor Onyx, a.k.a. Liliana, talking to Will and Rowan Kenrith. And you're like, well, who's Extus? So then there's the card Extus, Oryx Overlord. Not sure what an Oryx is. The, the the Oryx are mentioned on a couple different things. Who's this like terrifying looking human warlock. It's a 2-4 with double strike for one white black black and with Magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery, return target non-legendary card from your graveyard to your hand. And exodus is double-faced card with a sorcery called "Awaken the Blood Avatar," <laughs> which is six black, red. As an additional cost to cast this spell, you may sacrifice any number of creatures and it costs two generic mana less to cast for each creature sacrificed this way. Each opponent sacrifices a creature and you create a 3-6 black and red avatar creature token with haste and whenever this creature attacks, it deals three damage to each opponent. And then related to that, that demon shows up again on the card Culmination of Studies, which is X. blue red sorcery exile the top x cards of your library for each land exile this way create a treasure for each blue card exile this way draw a card for each red exile this way culmination of studies deals one damage to each opponent and it's will and rowan fighting this massive blood avatar thing but i what i love about this is that because there's so much world building in the set otherwise there's so many cards in the set that that's just like a thing happening like way off in the corner of the school like that's most people don't even know or care that any of that's going on Mm -hmm, (laughs) right mm -hmm. it's just like there's an entire young adult action adventure movie happening you know over to the side and we're focusing on everyone else going to school (laughs) yep which you know is kind of relatable yeah right like yeah did
2: you hear about what happened over in the fine arts building last week no okay (laughs) neither did i like i just wondering if you heard anything yeah there was like i don't know there were some lights i was too busy with mage soccer
0: yeah when you when you're not the main character right yeah it's Mm -hmm. just like an action movie that trundles through the quad and you're like oh okay well anyway i got to get over to biology so
1: hey did you hear about that what 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 went down in the quadrics headquarters last week it's like no not everything is about you (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) I have midterms coming up. Um, Sorry, I mentioned Mage Soccer. I can't remember what the actual name is. Mage Tower? Mage Tower is what the game is that they play in in Strixhaven. And the Strixhaven Stadium card has been previewed since our last episode. It's pretty sweet. It's a three-mana artifact that can tap for a colorless mana. Hmm. then also put a point counter on Strixhaven stadium mm-hmm. whenever a creature deals damage to you remove a point counter from the stadium and whenever a creature you control deals damage to an opponent you put a point counter on strict save, and save stadium so you can get one every turn just by making mana and also if your creatures are attacking your opponent this gives you another way to win so it's like helpful if you have an opponent with infinite life or anything but if their creatures hit you, you you lose progress so it feels like feels like a mini game right so you need a creature to deal combat damage to an opponent to have the rest of this trigger so right, you get a point and then if it has 10 or more point counters you remove them all and then the player you hit loses the game so you can maybe try to have some kind of untapping shenanigans and like an invisible stalker to go score the last Mm. point or you can just i don't know put it in a deck that likes to attack sort of like infect
2: yeah actually i I don't hate that i do like a little mini game yeah I also like how the Strixhaven Stadium is clearly the most expensive and newest building on campus. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. It's like watching college football from the United States where they're just like showering confetti. And you know that the confetti is just shredded honors theses, <laughs> right? And people's doctoral dissertations, right? Like this is a several billion dollar enterprise for Strixhaven. And then there's also a school.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and we had
1: to pay at least one eighth of what this stadium cost to build that school yeah i wonder if you can get a mage tower scholarship oh absolutely i wonder if you can get a scholarship that isn't for mage tower
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i'm really good at magic right but can you can you do ball can you can your foot magically kick this ball yeah <laughs> show me well i remain very excited about strixhaven but i think that is going to do it for tap tap this week please be sure to tune in later this week For the Strixhaven pre-pre-release, ooh, yeah, twitch.tv slash loading ready run. It's going to be starting at 11 a.m. Pacific time on Friday, April 9th. We have a bunch of fun stuff planned. We're going to be doing sealed play with the pre-release kits. We've got a commander game. We've got other fun video stuff. It's going to be a blast. You're going to want to tune in for that. If you aren't able to watch live, the replay will be on this very YouTube channel, LRRMTG both in its entirety and in its constituent video parts and we hope that uh, you tune in for it because i mean i'm really excited to get my hands on these cards yeah yeah no,
2: absolutely i don't know what i'm going to put together or i don't know what i'll open but i think it'll be sweet if you haven't checked out our pre-pre-release yeah that's a lot of fun we're all going to be
1: there
0: mm-hmm. and if you're looking to get your hands on these cards give a give a shout to card kingdom check out cardkingdom.com slash lrr buy your cards from them they're great. And of course, this show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. Until next time, I have been Graham, joined by Cameron. Goodbye. And Nelson. Thanks for listening. Jordan edits these. James has been running the card reader. Heather gets them online. Thank you all so much for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.